We're just boys. We like beer. We like beer. If you think that that sounds hazy, then Lord, we'll make it clear. We like Blondells, IPAs, cider stouts from the USA. We're just boys. We like beer. We're just boys. We like beer. Welcome into another episode, enlightening episode of the Upstate Beer Boys podcast. Thank you very much to Chris Hitchcock for our theme song. With us, as usual, are my faithful and loyal co-hosts, Stephen the Mayor. Find him on Instagram at Southern Bling Beer Reviews. Wayne the Sage. Find him on Instagram at Wayne's Beer Delivery and on YouTube by the same name. And you're truly producer and humble correspondent, Chase. Find me on Instagram and TikTok at Nutmeg2Palmetto. Gentlemen, what are we drinking? Wayne? Well, this one's pretty fitting considering I just got back from uh, Savannah. So in the fridge, we've got uh, Daycation IPA from Highland Brewing. It's coming in at a nice 4.9% alcohol by volume. It says it's hoppy and a floral session. Uh, it says on the can, take a vacation with this hop forward and complex sessionable IPA. So That's this will be fun. Steven, what's yours? I'm drinking a brown ale from Boojum Brewing Company. Boojum? Yep, up in North Carolina, Waynesville, North Carolina. Okay. It's... uh. Just a traditional brown ale, kind of has a pecan flavor, kind of smoky on the backside, 5% ABV, and all around a really good brown ale. I've got something I picked up at our recent trip to visit our friends at Thomas Creek. A bunch of different other breweries on the can. I'll uh, explain them each on here. There's, a, of course, the giant logo for Thomas Creek. And then there's a logo for Brewery 85, for uh, Liability Brewing Company, for Magnetic South Brewery, for Newgrass Brewing Company, our neighbors over the border, uh, Odd Breed, Swamp Rabbit up in Traveler's Rest, Burning Blush Brewery, I never heard of that one, Triple C Brewing Company, uh, what's this? Fam's Brewing Company, Five Forks, another old friend of the show, the Birds Fly South Ale Project, and uh, one of my personal favorites from here that I haven't been in a while and I'm kind of sad about, Golden Grove. And it's called As Your Senior, which I'm assuming is a reference to the fact that Thomas Creek is the senior brewery. Yep, and that burning blush you were talking about, they're up in Mills River. And if you've ever heard Mills River, North Carolina, Sierra Nevada is also Mills River, North oh, Carolina. Okay, so somewhere in that, like, Asheville suburb. Yep, just outside. And uh, for the listeners viewing pleasure, I'm giving this giant stein, it's maiden, maiden Voyage, from former guests of the show, Plank Over Brewing, a, guest from, a gift from the sage himself, Papa Wayne. Same as I. I'm also giving my maiden voyage to the stein that Papa Sage gave us from Plank Owner. Well, I didn't get the memo. I should have got mine out. 
<laughs> All right, well, I'm going to pop mine up. Nice sound. It says, um, what is this? Oh, it's a dipper. Okay, well, that makes sense. It's a, um, mine's a 9.4 dipper. It's actually a pretty heavy dipper. Holy cow. And the color is this kind of rich. It's not like a thick hazy, but it's kind of a deep, deep hazy. It's certainly not very translucent. Well, I can tell you this uh, IPA I have here, IPA I have here, uh, there's nothing hazy about it. I know the listeners can't see it, but it is, it is about as clear as clear can be. <laughs> you sure that's an IPA? <laughs> what it says just, right here on the can. <laughs> I'm surprised. Well, that's a light. That's a session IPA. Still oh, an IPA. Good point. Yeah, but it's going to be very light. I'm just surprised that you're drinking an IPA. We have converted you. We turned him. Uh, no, you have not converted me. <laughs> I am uh, dabbling in them, but I still love my traditional styles. We'll get to that a little later in the show. The smell, the aroma of this, it's not very hoppy. It sets me up to think it's going to be pretty bitter. It's a little floral. I'm going to tilt it back and take a sip. Huh. You know, it's definitely bitter, but it's got a little orangey, citrusy mouthfeel to it. It's not too shabby at all. Um, it to the point where like the bitter hit the the bitter hit me first, and then it, it's kind of mellowed out from that overall orange back end taste. What you guys got? Well, they weren't lying about this being a hot forward and a sessionable IPA. I really wish it'd say what kind of hops it used because I'd be interested to see what they are. It's got a pretty good bite up front and then gives kind of a way to more of a, uh, kind of hard to describe for me, maybe easy for y'all, but cross between a, a orange and a flower taste, but it's not bitter. It's, it's pretty good. An original flower. Up a sage is uh, sucking down a sunflower. <laughs> Mayor, tell the listeners what's what your glass is tasting like. Uh, haven't really even savored it. I've just been needing a beer today. <laughs> Well, then wouldn't you be savoring it then? Or is you just done with it? It just went down in two seconds. No, it's the view or the listeners can't see it, but it's uh, just the malts give it a roasty. You can definitely tell the malts give it a roasty flavor. 
real robust and just, like I said before, just a good brown ale. I'm usually not a brown ale guy, but a friend gave it to me and said, try it. And I said, okay. I mean, it's from North Carolina, just across the border. So why not? And it was a free beer too. So <laughs> is that the best kind of beer? Uh-huh. And that's coming from Mr. Shower Beer. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so let me get this. I'm drinking an IPA and Stephen's drinking a brown ale. <laughs> the poles have reversed themselves. <laughs> are we in South Carolina or are we in Toronto? I'm not even sure anymore. Well, I almost grabbed my barrel aged. Oh, um, oh, mummy, the barrel aged mummy. And I can't remember the name of it. It's from Ingenious. It was one of the cereal beers that I just got from a friend out in Texas. I sent y'all the picture earlier, but it's a barrel aged stout and it's uh chocolate notes. It has oranges, marshmallows, and vanilla beans inside. And I almost cracked it, but I'm like, oh, I've only got one left. <laughs> I'm, uh, you know, Chase is over there, like, grueling and saving. <laughs> I am. That marshmallow, that marshmallow really is teasing me. I, did I not send you that picture? Of the pour or the can? I remember the picture of the can. The can, yeah. Yummy Mummy. Uh-huh. Bourbon barrel aged stout with oranges, marshmallows, and vanilla bean. Mm. Sounds like a creamsicle. Creamsicle yeah. with marshmallows. <laughs> I'm I'm thinking uh D9 in Charlotte mm-hmm. made a orange or a chocolate orange, and I can't remember if it was a porter or a stout, and it had a picture of one of those chocolate orange, you know, that comes in aluminum foil, you crack it open and it looks like orange slices. Do y'all know what I'm talking about? Mm. It had that on the picture on the front of the can. Oh, and it, it literally tasted just like you bit into one of those chocolate oranges. One of those uh, grandma candy dishes on steroids, chocolate <laughs> balls. Uh, similar, yeah. They make a like a mint, a raspberry, and just an orange. So let's unbox it a little bit since you guys reversed course on each other with your choice of beers. <laughs> uh, let's talk about brown ales. What's the best brown ale we've had? Any, anyone's had? It's hard to think of one. Uh, like I said, I, I don't know because I'm not normally a, a brown ale guy. I've got one on the top. I've got one on the tip of my tongue that was pretty good. I'm wondering if you've had it because we all like beers from this particular place. Talk to me. Have you? What do you think of the Peggy Stewart? Yes, thirteen stripes. So they've done a couple of um, Peggy Stewarts that they have put stuff in. Yeah, they have. <laughs> and. <laughs> It's it's good. Uh, one one that I forgot, and you know I got a stockpile of the cans. I forgot this was a brown ale. 
Oh, I love that series. Peanut butter jelly time. Catawba. Yep. That's Catawba, right? Yep. Yeah. So I still have 16 cans sitting here. <laughs> and Save I just... <laughs> do what? Save me too. <laughs> well, and the thing about it, you know, I was talking... I was talking to a couple of the guys up there and, you know, they were surprised that it's still drinking really well because usually the peanuts, because they use fresh peanuts and fresh raspberries, the peanuts break down. But, I mean, there's a little bit of sediment in the can when you pour it now because it's broke down, but it's still tasting good. It's still drinking good. That's real good to know. So, yeah, I'll save you two cans. I, I mean, I got plenty of it. <laughs> yeah, I had that. I had one at some point earlier this year. Maybe it could have been late last year. I don't remember. It's all a blur. Time, time's a social contract. Um, I had one at Hoppin. Yeah. I, I drank I'm like, this tastes just like I'm drinking a peanut butter jelly sandwich. So they release it in March. They always can the strawberry rhubarb. And they always can the peanut butter and jelly, the raspberry. But then they did a Concord grape and an orange. And then one oh, year God. they did a peach. So it's like you're it's like you're eating your tea and crumpets. You'll spread your jam and marmalade on the English muffin. Oh yes. It's <laughs> it's good. Wayno, you've had some time to think. What well, what are some great browns you've had? Well, I'm trying to remind myself. Uh, now, I've not had, I don't think I've had the Peggy Stewart from uh, 13 Stripes, but I surely have had the um, Liberty Tree Brown Ale. That was actually the first, um, that was like the first Brown Ale from South Carolina I actually had, which I thought was really, really good. Um. I, I do recall that. Am I misremembering the Peggy Stewart style? Maybe it was a porter. I thought it was a brown ale. Uh, Peggy Stewart's a porter. Okay. So, yeah, that was my bad. <laughs> that's why That's why I said they've done all kinds of different adjuncts in it. Now, a couple other brown ales I've had you know, recently. Um, like I said, I just came back from vacation, so the mine's not really – Working as well as the Southern Pecan Brown Ale from uh, Lazy Magnolia, uh, Bed of Nails Brown Ale from uh, High Wire. Where's Lazy Magnolias? Uh, they're out of Mississippi. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Uh, then High Wire is our neighbor to the north. That is correct. Those are your two favorites? Those are the two I've had recently. Um, I'm trying to think, you know, but like I said, the mind is uh, still on vacation mode, which needs to snap out. I got work in the morning. Still on beach time. Um, There's uh, the other one, a hopeful hopeful future guest of the show, uh, Think Tank, does a nice brown. Brun, big brun, I think it's something like that. That's a good brown ale. I, shall I shall I dare flip the coin on the IPAs and ask Wayne what his favorite IPA is? 
Mm. You know what? I'm going to crack one open just for, just for Wayne. From our friends. Do what? A peanut butter jelly time? Nope. From our friends. Peanut butter jelly time. From our friends at Westbrook. Oh. 7%. Pina colada shake. IPA shake. I see that in the supermarket all the time. I don't think I've had it. Well, you need to try it. My favorite one they do is the strawberry peanut butter milkshake IPA. Oh, wow. That sounds good. Chug. Chug. For the uh, listeners viewing pleasure, Stephen <laughs> just bottomed out his stein. The brown ale. I just had to get rid of it. <laughs> it was a long day, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yep. Yeah, there you go. Well, believe it or not, we're going to talk IPAs. One of the better hazies I've had recently is uh, it's called Tiny Ass Umbrella. <clears throat> Southern Range there in uh, North Carolina. Okay. I was like, that sounds familiar. And then there was that Robo Boogie that I won, uh, that New England IPA uh, from Weldworks in Colorado. That was an uh, Instagram contest I won. Hey, the tiny umbrella from Southern Range, isn't that the one that's a little green monster and he's holding an umbrella? He's holding a tiny ass umbrella. That's why. Yeah. I, I love I love their can art. You know, I got a can and I still haven't posted it. I was drinking the can and I had my Masonic ring on my pinky because it's called uh, Pinky Ring Bling is the name of the IPA. <laughs> and the can label, like Pinky Ring Bling was like, medall- like, not medallion, but like diamonds on the actual words. Look at you thinking like a graphic designer and staging your photos. <laughs> <laughs> Well, my nickname's been Bling for what twenty years now. So <laughs> that's well, set in stone. <laughs> yep. You know, the funny thing is, you said about the about that uh, can art from Southern Range. Well, I hate to say it. I don't really hate to say it, but I admit that can art does play a lot into what I yep. end up buying. Sure does. Sometimes, sometimes it works out great. Sometimes it doesn't work out at all. Yep. Very I can't good. Tell you, no. Go ahead. I was going to just say real quick, I can't tell you how many times I've went into a store and seen a flashy can for an IPA and I bought it just because of the can art. Because I figure if I don't like it, then I can at least put the label on my beer fridge. I can't tell you the amount of times I've done that for any style, let alone an IPA. <laughs> Exactly. It doesn't matter. Oh, cool can. What is it? Oh, not sure what it is, but I'll drink it. Yeah. Uh, there's one that from out of Chicago that's available down here. I found it down here called Off Color with the little mice. Have you guys seen that? Little mice designs on the can. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. They're very clever can designs. What was the other IPA one? Refresh my memory. Uh, what I'm drinking is the Daycation IPA from Highland Brewing. Your other, other favorite one that you liked? Oh, the Robo Boogie from uh, 
Weld Works, I think. Weld they're Works, the yes, Weld Works, Weld Works. That's good to know they have IPAs because I'm used to having like Berliner Vices from them and that sort of thing. Well, it's a it's a NEPA. I like my NEPAs, that's for sure. I hope so for being from New England. <laughs> the the mecca of NEPAs themselves, Treehouse, only a hour and a forty five minutes or so from my old stomping grounds. <laughs> Well, gentlemen, do we uh, have anything else before we uh, tease our guest this week? I think I'm good here. Without further ado, let's cut to the chase, so to speak, and uh, take you back to something that I'm used to seeing a lot of up north, but I haven't found too many of them down south, and that is a beer garden. And we will head down... Woodruff, down to Woodruff to talk to the owners of Roddy's 221 Beer Garden. Keep it with us, Upstate Beer Boys. The only joint my mama burned was on the rural route. She parked in old man Tater's woods so she wouldn't be found out. Turned off her dome light, snuck off by herself. Crashed down beneath that window, fired it up, gave it hell. That hangout my daddy used to we watched it all go up and smoke until it all came down and Just like that the taps and stools and tables got turned To the only joint my mama ever burned I'll get sassy and bluegrass, come on Welcome back! Today we have Yana and John Allen, owners of Roddy's 221 Beer Garden Here in beautiful downtown Woodruff, South Carolina Thank you both for sitting down with us today and taking time on your days off to talk to us about beer. Thanks for coming Thank out. Thank you. First off, can y'all please tell our listening audience a little about yourselves and Roddy's? Um, well, I, I, oh, that's tough. <laughs> Traveled all over the world. Uh, I was a Marine brat. Um, John and I have been married eight years. We've uh, been together 10 years, and uh, we actually just kind of stumbled into this by accident and uh we we found ourselves embroiled in craft beer and just couldn't get enough of it and, and uh, decided to launch a business and uh, worked for uh, probably a year or so to, to build the place and get it get it up and running and then uh, we just celebrated our second anniversary and it's gone really well for us we made it through covid and everything and and uh, everything looks everything looks bright for us right now All right, so uh, when people think about breweries, tap rooms, and beer gardens here in the upstate of South Carolina, they automatically tend to think of Greenville. So what brought you to Woodruff? You know, it's not as, as big as Greenville, but mm. it is a nice town. So what brought you here? It, like I said, it was kind of an accident. We were looking for property for, for a family member mm-hmm. moving up from the low country and uh, happened to come in here into Woodruff looking for homes for them. And... Uh, Somewhere across this building, we just kind of fell in love. We walked around back, and it was all open, and we thought, man, this would make a perfect indoor-outdoor beer garden. Uh, to that point, we had never even dreamed of, of doing anything like this. And at that point, we both looked at each other and said the same thing at the same time mm-hmm. and, uh, and decided, to, hey, we've got we've to try this. So uh, at that point, we started negotiating with the owner and, like I said, kind of fell into it, and then, and then the work began. <laughs> 
The other side of that is, is that Woodruff is such an up-and-coming small town. Everything is moving out this way. Uh, we last year were the, the housing housing community of the of the year, I think, in South mm-hmm, Carolina. South Carolina. This year we're the, the safest safest community in the in the state, of South Carolina. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a great place for new families. Um, a lot of history here. A lot of really good people that that uh, we've met. Uh, they've been very very supportive, and uh, it's been very very positive, very well received by the community. I think it's a perfect place for beer lovers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we kind of make ourselves a bit of a destination. Yeah, we do. Honestly, it's pretty good. Uh, we cater to. We're we're big into the families, big into new you know people meeting new people and and conversing. We're we're not a big sports bar. We don't like sports bars, honestly. Yeah. So uh, it's all about sitting down and meeting somebody you've never met, talk to them, find out who they are and what they're about, and and just expanding you know your your interests and things like that. So. It's been really good. Yep. And don't forget, dog-friendly. And dog-friendly. Very yeah. dog-friendly. Absolutely. And we've got a great patio space, you know, seating upstairs, downstairs, live music. Uh, so it's uh, it's a little bit for, for everybody. I'm just looking for the stairs. They're oh, outside. they're outside <laughs> over on the, <laughs> on the right-hand side. <laughs> so you, we get that a lot. So you were talking about dog-friendly yes. earlier. And you and I have had this discussion before. Um, I'm sitting here looking at a dog bone. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a piece of wood shaped like a dog bone. Yep. And it's for flights. Yep. So what does that, how does that correlate with the name of your well, beer garden? You know, it was interesting. We were back and forth with, you know, what are we going to name our beer garden? And, uh, uh, a friend of ours just said, why don't you call it Roddy's? You love your Rottweilers. Why don't you do that? So uh, that's that's where the name came from is Roddy's. So you will look around. There's a lot of dog themes, uh, Roddy themes. Uh, our dog bone flight uh, is a shape, of course, a, a doggy bone. It was actually Pretty cool where we, when we were doing the renovation, we took a lot of wood out, replaced a lot of things. And so we took that wood and repurposed it into our flight. Mm-hmm. So this is all 120-year-old wood yeah. that we yeah. made our flights out of. It was, it's pretty neat to be able to repurpose that wood. Yeah, and a good friend of ours that's a veteran made these for us. Yeah, it's very special to us. I do love that uh, reclaimed theme because I... I get interested in a lot of DIY stuff as well. Um, before I get into my question, I want to do a quick follow-up. You said a friend of yours who's a veteran mm-hmm. crafted that. I'm looking at John's shirt. I'm looking at a couple signs out back and yeah. seeing some heavily veteran presence yes, there. absolutely. Is there anything you want to go more into that or whether your own background or people's close to you's background? My, my dad was a 20-year Marine, uh, served in Vietnam, uh, retired after 20 years. Uh, I was born on Paris Island. Uh, so I, I was a, I always tell people I was a 20-year recruit or 18-year recruit until I got out of the house. Um, we have a lot of really good friends that, that serve in the military. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we have a special place in our heart for mm-hmm. all of our armed services members. Yes. And, uh, and in fact, usually when our bands play here, they'll do a, a national anthem at mm-hmm. some point during yes. the night. Um, as one of their songs, and mm-hmm. it's really special to us. We, we tend to celebrate... Uh, pretty big on all the military or memorial holidays, and so it's, it's it holds a special place in our heart. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Um, now, 
as far as the theme of the beer garden goes, beer gardens are a popular thing where I'm from up north mm -hmm. in Connecticut. Um, and I hadn't really, f hadn't really seen or found any down here. And if it wasn't for one of my co-host, Stephen, <laughs> I wouldn't have known about this one either. Um, is there a particular reason why you think the beer garden theme is not as prevalent down here? Or if I'm mistaken, they are, why aren't they more advertised? Well, I, I don't think you see it as, as much, which I'm really surprised because we just have great weather here in, in the South to take advantage of that beer garden feel. I think you're seeing more and more um, outdoor uh, places but that aren't called beer gardens, but you can say they, they are. So uh, I'm, I'm seeing that more and more. But uh, it was important for us, especially from my background. My grandmother was German, and uh, out of respect for her, I wanted to, to be called a beer garden and be spelled the German way. Yeah. <laughs> so other than beer, do y'all have... A kitchen also? Yes, yes, absolutely. I went to uh, Johnson's and Wales Culinary School in Denver uh, while I lived there for about eight years. And uh, cooking is, is dear to my heart. Um, I, I, love, I love cooking. Uh, we have a pretty, pretty popular menu. Uh, coming from the western New York, a lot of people will say, boy, you've got the best wings south of Buffalo, New York. Oh, yes. I was just about to ask yeah. what kind of menu. Yes. What are we talking we, like? Like bar food? Uh, yeah, or? and, and the bar food, but also sometimes I will throw an extra something different on the, on the menu. Like we have Sunday brunch and I'll make beignets. Okay. Uh, I mean, there's nothing wrong with bar food. No, nothing's wrong with saying, bar food. I consider bar food like burgers, wings. And pretzels. <laughs> yep, got pretzels, and uh, we also have some Louisiana theme items like a muffaletta. We have that, and okay. uh, I We've got a fantastic cheesesteak that yeah. will knock the socks off. Yeah, a lot of people. Just, yeah. We got to come back when they're open. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then I created a uh, Tex-Mex burger, and basically the best way to describe it is a taco in a burger. Nice. Yeah. So different different things. We do uh, a lot of times we'll have a big party and we do barbecue. So we, mm -hmm. we smoke the, the pork butts and you know pulled pork and everything like that. And Yana makes a, a, a bean casserole that's out of this yeah, world. Yeah, people love my baked beans and yeah. coleslaw. And then uh, <clears throat> my coconut banana pudding. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh my. <laughs> yeah, and I, I make my own crust. I make my own pudding. So it's it's pretty original. When I have it on the menu, it's pretty much gone that day. Mm. Yeah. Now, I heard a lot of different themes of food there. One yeah. thing I didn't hear was anything German. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I know. We do have a brat. Yeah, we do brat. <laughs> we do brat. Uh, I was doing German potato salad uh, at the beginning, and then COVID hit. So, you know, I'm kind of feeling it out yet to, to see if I'm going to put that back on the menu. Um, so, and I'm trying to do some international nights uh, once a month. So we've got a German-themed dinner coming up next, next week. So we'll have your schnitzel and spatzel and uh, mushroom sauce and, yeah. yeah. I see an advertisement on the bar. I think I saw it on the bar, yeah. yeah. For Oktoberfest. Um, is that something, is that like your big night of the year? Big weekend of the year? Uh, actually not. We, we do, the funny we thing do is we do a lot of, lot of different theme, <laughs> theme parties. Um, 
we had a huge Mardi Gras party. Uh, we did a really good uh, St. Patrick's Day. We did a Fourth of July big party. We had a luau party yeah. um, a, a month or so ago. A pirate party for pirate anniversary. To your anniversary, yeah. which the turnout was fantastic. Um, everybody came dressed as pirates. It was really neat. Uh, we do a great Thanksgiving and then and then a, a New Year's Eve party. We yeah. we sell tickets yeah. for that. It's uh, limited yeah. reservations and everything. So yeah. it's uh, we're always throwing a, a different kind of a theme party. Yeah. Halloween's coming up. Uh, Halloween's yeah. coming so up. Do a Viking party in November. Yep. Viking so. party in November. <laughs> yes. Oh, nice. Yes. So what do you have the dates for that? Since you're so, bringing it up. Yeah, Halloween is going to be the thirtieth, and then on. Uh, the Viking Party should be November 20th. It's that Saturday. And both, you know, live bands for both of them. Yeah. So to the people that's listening, if you don't have anything going on that day, sounds like a good time. It is a lot of fun here on Halloween at Roddy's. So, uh, we, as we know by now, and as others listening may or might not have previously known, that the beer garden is a venue typically with an outdoor feature that serves a variety of different styles and breweries both near and far. What's the hardest brewery you've had to lock down for a keg? Or And on top of that, what is the one acquisition of a particular beer that you were most proud of grabbing your mitts on? Hmm. Well, you know, we, we with the... Uh, cargo situation it was and there was a couple months where we weren't able to get any Hofbrau beers some German beers so that was the most difficult uh kegs to get for for a while there starting to come back now so it's it's not as bad uh one of our pride and joy right now I would say is our Cyclops collaboration that we did with, with Cyclops uh myself and my bartender Oksana we uh went to Cyclops and, and made a Scotch ale, uh, and it was specific for the Scottish games here in Woodruff that uh, my husband in, in the Greenville uh, Scottish community <laughs> brought out here. So it was, it was a lot of fun, a lot of fun. That brings up a good follow-up. Because, um, <laughs> I went to the Scottish games a couple years ago in uh-huh. Furman. Yeah. Um, and I have Scottish heritage as, as well. And so that's kind of like you've kind of taken a hold of those now? Well. Yeah, I've been involved with the, the Greenville Scottish Games for the past, oh, probably 14 years, I guess. And uh, I was an athlete competitor for, for several years, for probably about 10 or 12 years, I guess. And uh, athletic director um, here in Greenville for the, for the last year. 12 or 13, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, so we still, still run the games. We uh, didn't have the games at Furman for a couple of years. So this year we decided to have, uh, we couldn't go two years without a game. So we decided to put on a smaller game here in Woodruff. Mm-hmm. So uh, with the help of the Greenville, uh, the Greenville Board of Directors um, that I work with, they, uh, we all agreed to just have a game here in Woodruff. And uh, we brought the games here to Woodruff. Had a wonderful turnout. The city was Fantastic and extremely supportive, and uh, I think we're planning to do it again the, this this next fall. Mm-hmm. Um, have another game here in Woodruff, on top of what we're going to do in in, uh, in May at that Furman University again. Oh, so there's going to be two. There's going to so be two we'll now. Have, yeah, two you got a games. Woodruff one. Yeah, nice. Yeah. So look out for that. Yeah, I um, what what's um, 
as we were, as you mentioned a little bit of the Scotch Ales, I always noticed down here as I was kind of getting my lay of the land and lay of the mm-hmm. brewery scene, Scotch Ales are way more common down here than I was used to up north. Like mm-hmm. almost to the point where it was a style I was not even remotely familiar with. Um, South Carolina actually has the largest concentration of Scottish heritage mm-hmm. in the entire United States. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's <neat. laughs> Don't make him bring the Scots out, okay? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> All right, so most places like this, mm-hmm. you know, either like whether it's a brewery or a tap room or a beer garden, they're usually like an old warehouse or here in South Carolina, an old mill building. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this building looks like it's been here a while. Ooh, you know? yeah. Um, so about 120 years, yes. I think. Yes, 120 um, years. What do you know of the history of this building or what's been here before, you know? So it was originally a, uh, a Ford dealership mm-hmm. in, in, its, in its original form um yeah yeah yeah. can i can i say something yeah please uh we actually found contact cards upstairs that when we were taking the yeah service cards when we were taking the ceiling down these cards in great condition just dropped and uh, we're going to do a display on those yeah information on yeah and ask questions you simply can't ask yeah it's it's it was was really fascinating we found uh, some old mirrors uh, Mm -hmm. an old um Back in the 30s, the cool stuff we found in here was amazing. Yeah, back in wow. the 30s. It was, a, it was a dry cleaners a drop, couple of drop times. Drop-off cleaners. Drop it was off a cleaners. tire store at one point. It was a, mm-hmm. a, a Army-Navy surplus store yep. at one point. So mm-hmm. it's been several different things over over the 120 years. But, uh, it, you know, when we when we found it, it was literally a shell. It was just a dirt floor. brick shell of dirt <laughs> floor. It was a mess. <laughs> Have you ever had uh, any beers with the names uh, calling back to? Not yet. As we as we start delving into to creating our and building our own brewery, um, we'll probably lean on some of that history uh, for some of our beers. But yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of speaking of brewing. Mm-hmm. And maybe I'm wrong, but I'm not aware of any breweries down here, and specifically mm-hmm. in the Woodruff area. So what kind of relationships do you have with the brewers in the surrounding area, whether that be mm-hmm. your upstate, Greenville, Spartanburg, what have you, or more creeping into the Midlands and Low Country? Mm-hmm. And on top of relationships with breweries, what kind of relationships do you have with the community at large? Mm-hmm. Immediately surrounding. Okay. Well, you know, you can see by our board that we support a lot of the breweries of the low country and local breweries in South Carolina, especially in the Greenville, Spartanburg area. Uh, we did a collaboration with Cyclops doing the St. Andrew's Scotch Ale. Uh, so that was a relationship with them. So we've got a very good relationship with Cyclops. Uh, we've talked to Holiday, uh, Plank Owners has stopped in before, so... Yeah. R.J. Rockers. Yeah, R.J. Rockers. Yeah. Um, the guys from Cyclops have been fantastic. Um, some former brewers at Cyclops um, mm-hmm. are just really good guys. We've talked to the guys at Liability. Um, 
Fire Forge, we've been down there, you know, they're silly a few times, mm-hmm. and uh, they're, they're just fantastic people. The wonderful thing about brewers, no matter where you go, yeah. they're extremely proud of their beer, and they like to talk to, you know, talk mm-hmm. to people about mm-hmm. it. And, and everybody is, is, is so nice because everybody will share a recipe with you, um, knowing that there's no way you're going to recreate what they've made. It's going to be your own little thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's, there's nobody that, that I've met so far that isn't willing to share a recipe and give you hints and tips and, and help you out uh, in any way, shape, or form. The guys over at Holiday in Spartanburg, oh, yeah. they're just fantastic. They've got some of the best beers I've ever drank. Honestly, the water profile there is fantastic. You know, yeah, they're amazing phenomenal. at the water profile. Uh, that was one of our first things. that we, we Our first visit there, we're like, wow, this is, you know, it's so clean and crisp. And you can taste that the water is so nice, you know, mm-hmm. so so pure going in. And, and we talked to the owners, and uh, they, they had a different water profile for every beer they made. And it was mm-hmm. it was really interesting to get into the science with those guys. Um, and, and they were just really open about, you know, how they brew beer and their philosophy behind it. And it was, it was really refreshing, honestly. Mm-hmm. As I've been told before, and Stephen, as the resident home brewer of the group, can probably attest, the most important part is the water because it can really make or break. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the foundation beer. of the beer. <laughs> um, what now, in terms of the community at large, mm-hmm. um, local businesses, fundraisers, charities, oh, yeah. um, local organizations, anything like that, do you have any kind mm-hmm. of relationships with? Absolutely. Yeah, very much so. We've got a very strong relationship with Stone Soup Animal Rescue. It is a um, animal rescue that a couple started in Woodruff. So um, we've done a lot of charities, especially for Christmas. They will give us a list of their, you know, things that they need, their wish list, and I will put uh, put them on ornaments, and customers will take that and get a percentage off um, when they return that item on the wish list. So we do that every year. Uh, recently, we did a, a, a pint music barbecue uh, festival, and we raised $1,300 for Stone Soup Animal Rescue. Uh, this past Saturday, we did a motorcycle fundraiser and uh, to collect uh, shoes, Codes for the foster care in Lawrence. In Lawrence, yeah. This was a, the Lancaster Motorcycle Club. Yeah, so. Which was a really, really good group of guys. Yeah. Yeah. So we. Um, one thing we didn't, you should probably know, is when, we, when COVID hit, you know, obviously everybody struggled to get mm. through COVID, especially bars and restaurants. It was, it was very tight. We had been in business for a few months at that point we had, had developed such a relationship with the community and, and, and several people that had come in here that there were people that would come mm-hmm. in and, and, and buy gift cards and say use this to help yeah. you get through this you yeah. know? and uh, and we were very very fortunate we we didn't really need it we took that that money and we reinvested it in food and we supplied lunches for our first responders mm-hmm. please yeah. for our teachers you know yeah. and, and people yeah. like that so yeah. we, we took yeah. all that and and gave it back to the community. And I, I tell you what, that was that was one of the most rewarding times for us mm-hmm. uh, to be able to give back to, to the community and, and, and people around here. And and, uh, and it really made a difference. It yeah. really helped put our name on the map and, and, and let people know that we care about community and and, and especially this community and, and, and want to be part of it. So. Mm-hmm. All right, so I'm looking here and you've got roughly about 24 beers and ciders on tap, wide variety of styles. Um, my original question was be, 
if you had any plans to start growing your own beer, but you've kind of already <laughs> yes. that. So I'm going to pivot to um, what is out of the local breweries that you've mentioned, um, who is your favorite to, you know, put on tap or Ooh. to uh, maybe uh, showcase here? Ooh, that's, that's a tough one. Yeah, it's, it's tough because each brewery, is unique. I mean, everybody, each one has something special about them. Uh, that's, that's a tough one. That is really tough. But we're, we're like, I don't know if you'd call it, we're, we're craft drinkers in the truest sense of the word. We drink craft beer, depending on what kind of mood you're in or what kind of season it is or what kind of food you're you know eating, mm-hmm. things like that. So our favorites tend to change quite often. Yeah. Um, and there's really no one brewer that makes everything that is like the best. You know, yeah. People have their own niche. And uh, the Cyclops has been fantastic. Uh, we've always loved their beers. Uh, like I said earlier, um, the guys at Holiday are, are fantastic. Liability has has some extremely good beer. Plank Owners, Plank owner, very, yeah. very good. All of our local breweries have been just really fantastic beer and uh, and then even down in the the, the low country oh, low tide uh, low tide those guys mm. are awesome uh, we've had mm. some cigar city you know some of the the bigger names but honestly we like going with the, the, the smaller guys we, we 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 tend to promote um buy local whenever you can mm-hmm. um but there's really nobody that's just a head and shoulders above yeah. everybody else in all categories and we drink a little bit of everything uh depending on what we're moving around well, that's a beautiful thing in our areas because we do have a wide variety of brewers that mm-hmm. make yeah. some fantastic beers. Mm-hmm. So I'm with you on that. I don't really have a clear-cut favorite, yeah. <laughs> but there are yeah. some fantastic stuff in the area. Yeah. The um, you brought up low tide. I only happened to find them a couple times, but mm-hmm. both times their beer is exceptional. So they're definitely something I need to seek out. Yeah, the Low Country. They've you know the last five years they they've just done a wonderful job with with their beers now. And uh, we've got a shout out to Indigo Reef too. Um, they they've been doing they've been bringing out some great beers too. And you know and, and we'll, as you can see, it's not just beer. We like the ciders and the sours, and uh, we even have a meat up there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The one. Yep. And we're we're uh, we're closed Mondays and Tuesdays, so. John and I use that as our date night. We're going to go somewhere yeah. on a Monday or Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. To another brewery. And we're Sorry. We take those those days to go somewhere yeah. that we haven't been and try some new beer. Yeah. Um, and you know, anytime we travel to go visit family or anything As like you that, can tell with we, all the we signs. We stop at breweries and, and, okay. and try their beers. And if we can get it, we'll we'll bring it in because uh, we, we just really appreciate craft beer. Mm-hmm. For the uh, audience's visual pleasure, I can see a uh, Cigar City in Tampa. I see a Texas brewery also. Couple, yep, a couple of Texas, yep. Oh, more wild. That, There's a Mad, Mad Beach Saw down in, uh, in Florida, down okay. in St. Pete. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Allstead Live Oak. In, uh, What's Live Oak? I think Allstead was in uh, Fredericksburg, Texas, down by Austin. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Where's Live Oak? I don't know if it's cut Live Oak was in Austin. Just Austin, Austin, yeah. Austin. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Now they had they had a, a Roush beer that set my head on on its ear. That was fantastic. It was mm-hmm. I had I don't think I'd ever had a, a Roush beer before. Boy, it was man, it was great. Oh, you got one. Yeah. 
Uh-uh. Yeah, in fact, my, my latest brew was was a rash beer. It's lagering in now, so hopefully we'll tap into that soon. I, did, not, not down here, but... <laughs> did your own handiwork live up to what you had tasted? Not yet. <laughs> not yet. I'm still at the apprentice stage. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just going to have to shoot from the hip because two of my questions <laughs> that I had previously wrote down... Hey, don't uh, blame me for asking a follow-up on the topic they brought up themselves. I, I never said a name. I just said two, two of my que- the, the My last two questions Jason, that Jason. I had to ask. <laughs> my last two questions I had to ask were answered, so I'm going to shoot from the hip. Okay. You were telling me earlier, I love history. So just to take off from the beer just for a couple minutes, you were telling me about this tile. Mm-hmm. Y'all came in. Had a roof, didn't have a floor. <laughs> Correct. So this tile is hand painted by you. Yeah, this is not the original tiles. Uh, we did take those down, uh, and then you know, I'm a I love Louisiana. We go to Louisiana quite a bit. You will see a lot of uh, items um, here uh, reflecting Louisiana, and they have fleur de lis on them. So we picked those, uh, they came in, we had to, I, I primed both sides, painted it black, and then I hand painted all the copper, and there's over 300 tiles, and uh, I painted that, but uh, the hard work, <laughs> I have to give credit is to my husband, who um, nailed them all in, okay? Mm-hmm. So, uh, but yeah, uh, this, this tap room, uh, Roddy's, is a labor of, of love. Uh, Sweat, tears, love, anything else you want to add to that? A lot of blood. A lot of blood. blood. (laughs) So coming in here, you know, like I said, I love history. I love historical buildings. Yeah. Um, I was born and raised in Greer. Mm -hmm. And so downtown Greer, you walk into buildings, and a lot of the buildings, I'm not going to say they have these similar, they're similar tiles. Yes. Mm -hmm. Original, yeah. And so coming in here, I would have never thought that y'all put this. It yeah. looks like it came with the building. That was really so important. That, that yeah. was the goal. That was the that, goal. That's awesome. That, because when I walked in, I thought it was original yeah. to the building. Well, even, our, even the even floor. Our Look at the floor. AC system. She did it so it would blend in, but it, mm-hmm. but it, it also looks you know along that same theme with know, the with, copper accent. With yes. copper accent, yeah. Yeah, and uh, we kept the original chimney. Everybody wanted to knock that down, and uh, it was uh, it was tempted a couple times during construction. But uh, we hit it a few times yeah, with a tractor, yeah, hoping it we, would fall, but it never. Did. It never did. <laughs> so that's original. Uh, the brick, you can see that's still original. Also, look in the back; you'll see the windows up there. Those are all original windows, and and look at what's holding. The frame. Yeah, the Guess board. what? That, that's all the copper. Birds. Yeah. Wow. That is all copper. That was all painted over. Everything was painted over. Nice. The windows are still original. And, you know, we started with a dirt floor, and it, we wanted something, again, to complement this building and the history and, and, and the age of it. And we, we did this. And a lot of people think it's a wood floor, but it's not. It's concrete. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a, it's a pattern from a tree that's over a hundred years old. Yeah. So cool. it is pretty special. So you kept the historic look of the building is that's where I was going with yeah. my yep. question. That's 
when you restored it. Yeah. And to differentiate for the listeners, the tiles you were speaking of before that you painted, we're looking up at them and they're on the ceiling. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Not in the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, we like to round out our, our guests' interviews with uh, opening up the floor and talking about what you poured for us. Mm-hmm. Um, Wayne, what you got first? Well, what I've got here is, uh, you know, completely in character for me. It is a uh, <laughs> Holiday Hazy Blaze from uh, Holiday Brewery. I think we've already heard that name a couple times already I think today. So. Yeah. Um, it's a big Spartanburg presence. It, it is, and it's a dedication for uh, the fire department, I believe. Yeah. Yep. And it's in honor of them. Well, it's, it's fantastic. Good segue to our... Uh, President Firefighter, Stephen, what are you drinking? I am drinking the Yazoo Sioux Smoked Beer, 9.2 ABV, and it's out of Nashville, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. What do you think? What do you think of it? I thought it was going to be stronger than what it actually was. It yeah. tastes is very smooth. I don't really taste the smoke. No, it's smoke not. Yet. It's no. not big on the smoke. It's got get, a bit of bitterness to it. Right. Yeah. I don't get smoke on the back side, the front side. Uh, you can really, smell it. I was kind of disappointed in it, you know, because <laughs> I've had smoky beers before, yeah. and I was really looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Well, but it's still good flavor. Yeah. You just have to wait for John when his beer is ready, okay? Okay. Because that is, that's smoky. <laughs> it was smoky. It was smoky. Yeah. Mine, and we've already kicked this around a, kicked this around a couple times today, um, is your collab with Cyclops. Yep. Scotch Ale. Also from Spartanburg Wayne, and also 9%, Steven. But I can tell you, this is very, very smooth for 9%, and... I could be mistaken, but as I think back to the other Scotch Ales I've had in the area, I don't remember them being as high as 9%. No, no. That's, yeah. that's a high ABV yeah. per Scotch Ale. But again, when you try them with a lower ABV, you're kind of sometimes missing that body that, that's needed for a Scotch Ale. So we wanted to go somewhere a little bit higher um, with that, that really 9%. That's a good example of, of a, a high ABV that's not robusty in yeah. taste, too. Mm-hmm. I, I like that one. There's a lot of people that drink that because it... It doesn't taste as boozy as, yeah. as you, you'd think. Yeah. And it, it is something to appreciate because a lot of times, especially with the random styles, you can push the ABV so high where the booze just does kind of mm-hmm. blast you a little bit and turn mm-hmm. you off from the beer. Yeah. Um, before we wrap, do you have any... Um, are there any breweries that are kind of like on your wish list? Locally or just out, just over the border, wherever they may be, that you've been in talks to, that you're waiting for. I think we've been looking for like Sugar Creek to, to come out with something yeah. we can get. With I'm, I'm a huge uh, Belgian fan, so anytime I can get a, a Belgian beer, um, a Belgian triple or Belgian quad or a strong ale, um, I, I usually flag her and say, "Hey, hey, hey, Hi. Yeah. hey!" <laughs> so. Uh, one of the best Belgians that I've had was actually from Sugar Creek. It's their their, their triple, and uh, and it's it's really good. And so we, we keep looking for that, waiting for them to come. You know where we can get a, get all of that. Yeah, right now they're they're just not producing. And that's, that's one of their seasonal beers too. So it's, gotcha. it's you got to be timing is everything. Appease my relatively 
relative newbie status to the area. Where was Sugar Creek? Charlotte. Just in Charlotte. Charlotte, yeah. Charlotte, so yeah. Yeah. We, we've made the, when we were researching beers and who we wanted to go with um, before we opened up, we we made the track to Asheville, to Charlotte, to, you know, I mean, pretty much everywhere in Greenville and Spartanburg, you know, trying a lot of different beers and seeing what we liked, and what was popular, what wasn't. So that, you know, and, and that was one of those places that, in fact, we took our, uh, our uh, what was that course we took, the, uh, Oh, the beer course. Hello. <laughs> yeah, brain freeze. The brewing one hundred and one. Yeah, it was something like that. Um, yeah. So we, we we took that and uh, and that was at Sugar Creek. It was at Sugar Creek. It was yeah. Sugar yeah. Creek. Yeah. So eventually, once we get all the breweries that want to talk to us in the Upstate, we want to cross over North Carolina line. Yeah. And go go there. Go to four thousand one Yancey. I don't know if y'all have ever heard of that, but that's an oh, awesome place because there's three breweries inside, and it's right across the street from Sugar Creek. Mm. Oh, that's yeah. right. That's right. Um, 4,001, yeah. Burial, 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 burial. burial. Well, we go to Asheville Burial. Yeah. It's a place we can't Love going miss. there. Love going to Burial Brewery. <laughs> the mayor loves Burial. Yeah. But, but they have Charlotte and Raleigh now. Yeah, that's true. That. Yeah, they just, they just did that. Wow. Yeah, But they're still not distributing down to us yet. No, but I make a trek up there. A good yeah, bit. yeah, we need to talk to them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like I say, every time we go to Asheville, we've got to go to uh, burial. Yeah, oh, yeah. Is that good. Yeah, we just start lobbying the uh, local governments to change these distribution laws. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Uh, when it goes to the brewery too, I mean, there's a lot of North Carolina breweries just across mm-hmm. the state line that distribute down here. There's one distributor even in Rochester, New York, where I'm from, that we can get three heads. Um, mm-hmm. They've got a great IPA that uh, we, we keep on. Okay. That'll be on deck sometimes. And we'd gone up there early in the summer for a wedding mm-hmm. and uh, stopped in. We knew that we could get their beer, so we thought we'd stop in and and uh, and see what you know what their beer tastes like. We stopped in and they gave us a tour. We talked yeah. about beers and everything, and, and we honestly turned out to be almost the highlight of the trip. Yeah. Those guys were awesome. And uh, and just really really helpful. Um, direct us, you know, who do we need to go to to get get their beer? And told us anything they needed, anything we needed, just give them a call. So they were they were great. Yeah. Well, it, anytime we travel anywhere, and it's not very often, we always look out, we search for breweries and tap houses, and just to experience different beers that are out there. It's it's one of those crafts that you can never get bored. Uh, there's just so so many beers out there to to try. You can never drink too much. Drive responsibly. Yes, Drive exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, folks, if you ever find yourselves down in Woodruff, South Carolina, stop in to see the fine folks of Roddy's Beer Garden. We are, and yeah, and we're closer than you think. Absolutely. We really are. Is there anything else you'd like to plug before we leave? Um, live music every Saturday night and Sunday afternoon yeah. uh, with our brunch, one to four on Sundays, and, and usually seven to ten on Saturday nights. We've always got some really good bands. We've had several bands that were um, have been to Nashville, recorded both country, okay. and, and then we've got some local bands. Uh, CPR and, and then uh, Randomonium. Randomonium has been here Dave several Edwards. times. They're yes. fantastic. Yep. And then uh, Dave that? Edwards band. Dave Edwards been band. Here. 
Uh, turn up the monster. Turn up the monster. Those guys are awesome. Yeah. But, so we're we're always doing something on a Saturday night. It's always a lot of fun. We always have a lot of people show up, especially when we're doing our, our parties and our costume parties, especially. Yeah. Um, it's just it's a ride. You'll meet some really really nice people. Some very interesting people. Um, but it's always a, a joy to be around them. Yeah. Nobody's a stranger here at Roddy's. You know, when you come in, we get to know your name. We call you by your name. Um, you're always greeted when you come in. Welcome to Roddy's. And uh, we just want everybody to, to feel comfortable here. Uh, good beer, good service, good food, great, you know, space, indoor, outdoor. Um, not, what's not to love? Yeah. Check all the boxes. I hope so. <laughs> we, we always we always believe that it's not necessarily the, the service or the beer you drank, but it's how you felt when you leave. Yeah. How, how do we make you feel? How do we make you feel while you were here? That was amazing. Those are the things that make people come back. Yeah. Yeah. Any of my co-hosts have anything to add before we wrap it up? No, I think I covered everything I wanted to. <laughs> Again, thank you all for thank having you. us. Thank you for having thank you. coming. We enjoyed it. I know. I, well, I can't speak for my my other peeps. I know I enjoyed mine. I agree. Well, I, I think they're enjoying the beer. <laughs> beer and good company. Yeah. A very very cool venue. It makes the journey worth it. Oh, great. So as always, thanks for listening, and don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Upstate Beer Boys Podcast. Stay with us as Wayne talks about pups and pints. Don't bear to watch that your granddaddy gave you on aces and eights and some old river boat. Always watch out for a red-headed woman or government man when he's thirsty for those things that I should have. Welcome back to the Upstate Beer Boys podcast. This is Wayne, or uh, eh, Papa Sage, like to call me now. <laughs> These kids. Back with Stephen and Chase. Man, I tell you what, that was a good visit to Roddy's Beer Garden. What a story they've got, you know. Before that, I honestly didn't know what a beer garden was. I also didn't know how many different ways you could spell it either. <laughs> uh, it's not a place where you grow beer, <laughs> you drink it. <laughs> All right, so in our first episode, we played a round of uh, Gears and Beers. It was kind of fun. We'll have that one back eventually. But today, I'm going to switch things up a little bit. I'm going to call this one Cups and Pints. Here, I'm going to ask our uh, producer and the mayor to name what dog comes to mind when I give them a type of beer. So this should be very interesting. You guys ready to uh, 
play along and get started. Let's do it. Let's go. All right. So we just visited a beer garden. So we're start off with the traditional style. Chase, I know you're not big on some of the traditional ones, but I know you like a good red or amber ale. I sure do. So when you're thinking of a, either a red or amber, uh, what kind of dog would come to your mind? What kind of dog would amber ale be? You know, Wayno, well, not only is an amber a classic beer, it's a classy beer. It's something you can order in like kind of an upscale place and not feel too common man about the beer you're drinking. Um, and a lot of ambers, you think of Vienna's, they kind of date back to older times, that sort of thing. So I'm going to go, so I think of red and I think of classy and old. I'm going to go with a Basset Hound, a dog that tends to be sometimes a little redder in color, reddish in color. And when you think of a Basset Hound, you think of Sherlock Holmes. And what is more oldie, oldie times and classic uh, style um, theory than Sherlock Holmes? So I'm going to go with the Basset Hound for an amber. Elementary, my dear Watson. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, take it, I, I tell you what, I didn't see that one coming. That's, that's a good one. I like that analogy. Hey, now. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> next up, we've got, we got Steven. Steven, I know that you like big, full flavor beers. And as we found out in a prior episode, fruited sours have plenty of big and full flavors. So when you're thinking of a fruited sour and maybe trying to equate that, what kind of uh, breed of dog would that be? What would a fruited sour be if it was a dog? So... <laughs> I'm going to fly on the seat of my pants because, or by the seat of my pants, as the saying goes, because I don't really think of a, a dog when I think of a fruited sour, but I'm just going to say a dachshund because take the fruited away, the sour part. Okay, so a dachshund can be this sweet little dog. My parents have one. And then all of a sudden, it can go sour on you and just go crazy. Same way as a fruited sour beer. You <laughs> start drinking it, and it's just got a, a good flavor, really sweet and loving and caring, and all of a sudden, yep, exactly. All of a sudden, it just punches you with that sour in the back of your throat, and you're like, oh, my gosh, where did that come from? Exactly the way a dachshund can be, loving and sweet up to the front, and then at the back side, bam, got you when you wasn't expecting it. <laughs> yeah, there's been plenty of fruited sours that have done me like that. Maybe a couple of dachshunds, too. <laughs> That's, That's a for another rise. You were thrown off by my answer. I think we were both thrown off by his answer. <laughs> we always expect the unexpected here at the Upstate Beer Boys. Yes, sir. All right, Chase, back to you. And we, if everyone's listened to the show or been around you, we know that you like your beers with <laughs> something extra. So, just like me. <laughs> right. So, 
This next aisle has plenty of that. We're talking IPAs. They are big on extra flavor and hops, all different varieties. So tell me, if you were to envision a dog, what would a IPA be if it was a dog? You know, when it comes to IPAs, whether it's a NEPA, whether it's DIPA, whether it's getting into those wacky ones, a triple IPA, a quad IPA, that sort of thing. I think of big regal type of animal, especially since every brewery has an IPA. That's what you've got to have, whether it's your flagship beer, whether it's the one that just keeps you up with Joneses, everybody needs that beer. The other thing with the IPA is it's, got a the, the color of it it did that, that when you see just a sexy looking picture of an ipa it's that deep rich orange bright type of beer the third part about an ipa is let's face it it's kind of basic if you walk into a brewery and you're not a beer person but you but you don't but you like something a little more than bud light or mix ultra or whatever the case may be you're going to look for the ipa and that's the one you're going to pick and you're going to have so there's a little bit of a basic factor to it. So what's the dog that your classic bro wants to get that your chick while running through the dog park looking, looking for uh, next boyfriend wants to, wants to what dog she have? Let's think about it. IPA, the color, the regalness, the, the common factor of it. What are we thinking? Golden lab, golden retriever. All right. Well, I feel like I set that up with not a lot of payoff. <laughs> Wayne's like waiting for the punch, and he's like, "Dude, well, he kind of threw me back with the whole basic thing, like your Bud Light, whatnot, IPA." Now, I don't think it quite works like that, but Wayne's waiting for the punch. I flicked his nose. <laughs> But yeah, I can see Golden Retriever. Um, or a lab. Golden Labs, too. Yeah, because they love tennis balls. And some IPAs look like them, so. And and your and your typical basic bra will equally go fetch down a tennis ball like he will go fetch down a uh, size two Instagram model. <laughs> that sounds like another segment. We'll get to that later. <laughs> Folks, All right. We always we always have a good time, folks. So just yes, ignore us. Steve, I'm gonna say some shit. <laughs> hey, this, is, right. a, well, this is a PG PG podcast. Say some poop. All right. I'll say some poop. Although the, the three styles we've gone through so far, three styles of dogs. I've never seen any of these match up. But anyways, no, no big deal. All right, back to you, Mayor. The next one I've got is pretty big and bold. Just Both like the in mayor. <laughs> and just like the mayor can pack quite a punch. This is a style that we're all fans of, you know, which is kind of uncommon because we're all three different people. We like three different things, but I can safely say the three of us are big fans of your stouts and porters. <laughs> Which those are big and bold. 
So, Mr. Mayor, if a stout reporter was a, was a dog, what would you have in mind? So I'm going to go with a chocolate lab because I was thinking about it as you were talking. And there again, I'm flying by the seat of my pants. Um, a chocolate lab, when I think of a, a robust porter or stout, a lot of times you get a chocolatey flavor from the grains, the wheat or whatever, mm -hmm. like a smoky flavor, chocolate, chocolate lab, chocolate labs are strong. They're loyal. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. and, a, and a porter and a stout can be strong, ABV wise. Uh, it can have a strong flavor. So I'm going with a chocolate lab. I think Jack agrees too. I think Jack agrees. <laughs> I, I will go along well, that that aspect of it because the cousin to the chocolate lab is a black lab. And as you both know, I've got a black lab here and he is as strong as an ox. I guess that's well, why we call him moose. Well, my dog that's barking in the background, sorry for that, fellas. <laughs> He's a pit bull and lab mix. Daddy's a pit bull and mama's a lab. So he has that strong too. Well, maybe we should ask him on this segment, you know, what his thoughts are. I'd like to see what his thoughts are on this. Or what you're saying is the pit bull is an adjunct. Yep. There you go. It's an adjunct. But he's he's got the pit bull stance, but he's got the block head of a lab. Bless his heart. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a block head. Bless his heart. He, he's a good dog, though. That, Chase, you, you really haven't been down here that long, but you know, bless your heart. You've heard that, right? <laughs> where, I, where I come from, people's interpretation of bless your heart is like a subtle F you. Yep. That's, that's, that's the same thing. Look, look at that. Look at that poor soul. Bless his heart. <laughs> I hope, In other words, survives, I hope he survives the night. Well, you're a dumb butt is what that stands for. You know, the first couple of years in South Carolina, I thought people were just being nice. I guess I'm just a dumb butt. Hey, oh. I've been, I've been, I've lived here all my life and I've had many of people look at me going down the road, down the street, walking downtown Greenville saying, bless his heart. <laughs> You know what, Wayne? Bless your heart for not being tainted by the bluntness of New England like I am. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. I'm glad the viewers can't see what you're doing beside us. Or the listeners can't view what you're doing beside us. <laughs> you're giving us a hillbilly. You're number one. Oh, <laughs> hillbilly <laughs> howdy. Hillbilly howdy. I guess I got to rein this segment back in a little bit here. So you got to rein us in. It's like herding cats. Another segment. That's why All you're right. Papa Sage. <laughs> what are the children? <laughs> oh, we're in trouble. All right. So, Chase, back to you. Yeah. So, we just wrapped up the Oktoberfest season. 
And the preferred style of the season is a Marzen lager. Mm -hmm. I know that you like something extra beers, but I know you're a big fan of the Marzen. Mm -hmm. So what style of dog would you say would equate to the classical Marzen style that we all love and enjoy, except for Steven. Sorry. That's true. He doesn't like them. <laughs> I'm going to really throw you for a loop here. I don't know if you're going to expect to see this curveball coming. So when you think of a Marzen, you think of the Oktoberfest typically. When you think of the Oktoberfest, you think of something that is special to a certain time of year. So obviously something special to a certain time of year, something unique, something, a, a style brand all its own. The other thing you think of with Oktoberfest is they're German. Oktoberfest is in, it classically is um, going back. It's held in Germany. So, and this particular breed of dog, most people associate to France because of its foo-foo nature, but it's actually not derived in France. It's actually from Germany. And I know this because I had one as a young lad. So because of its, because of the Marsden's unique nature, because of its heritage from the land of Germany, I'm going to liken the Marsden to a poodle. Which everyone thinks poodle, France, foo-foo. Not true. Poodles were German sheep herding dogs. They're also vicious at times, too. <laughs> Have you been bitten by a poodle lane? <laughs> Long time ago. <laughs> oh, I feel so sorry. <laughs> do I bring up past trauma? I don't mean to do that. I tend to do that uh, uh, unintentionally, I guess. Hmm. We well, you know when I came up with this segment, I was coming up with different dog styles that you guys would probably say. And so far, you guys have like gone way away from where I thought it was going. So it's it's fun. I like this. <laughs> That's Although, the goal. I hate <laughs> to say expect it, the ground ball. We hit the home run, baby. Woo! I don't know. Uh, when I think of Marzins, though, that's a very classical style, and. I don't think there's nothing frou-frou about a Mars lager, so. But anyways. It's not, the poodle's not foo-foo. The poodle is a sheep herding dog. That's very classical and manly in old lands. And to me, poodles are frou-frou. But neither here nor there. You, sir, need to think outside the box. We'll see. <laughs> Do your research, Wayne. Gosh. <laughs> All right, so... Uh, since we're in the logger style, this next one, which is not a fan of Chase, or Chase is not a fan of. I'm sure it's not a fan of A. I'm sure you weren't wrong in that. <laughs> Fourteen slips. <laughs> you know, Stephen, I know you've talked about Pilsners. I like Pilsners. I'm not going to lie. I like most styles of beer. I'm just learning on a couple styles like IPAs, but I do enjoy a Pilsner or a logger, so... Steven, if I say Pilsner, what kind of dog would a Pilsner be if it was in dog form? 
Uh, all right, so. Did you stump him? <laughs> no, I had to crack open a New Holland Coastal Dream. Oh, I had that the last time we the last time uh, we recorded. That's a good one. Yep. Well, so I just got through having plenty of coastal dreams this weekend. So, <laughs> <laughs> so a pilsner is a built uh, a pilsner is <laughs> Wayne. Pilsner is a little bit hoppier than your average lager, mm-hmm. and it's pleasantly lighter than a generic ale. And it's very refreshing, and it has German roots. So, mm-hmm. you know where I'm going with this? At this point, I have no idea. <laughs> so, it remains light to drink. Mm-hmm. It remains very tame. It's very loyal. So, I'm going to go with a German Shepherd. Oh. I like that. So, so it's tame, but it's loyal. It's easy to drink. It's by your side, and it's they're easy to get, but they're uh, <laughs> that, it, it's just a an easy going light beer <laughs> that, if provoked, will attack you with no. <laughs> well. It depends on what kind of pilsner you get. It, it can be like about like I said earlier about Dotson. You can get pilsners that taste really good on the front side, and mm-hmm. on the back, like, uh, 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 like really bad. So, a German Shepherd can attack if if you're not uh, being very nice to it. Exactly. <laughs> you just made you just made my day. I like I like that comparison a lot. <laughs> well, thank you. I, I had to put a lot of thought into that in my head. <laughs> Cheers, well, they boys. Did, me right in the middle of it when you said lager, but that is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm going to pour another beer. <laughs> All right. So while you're doing that, I've got one last style in mind, but I'm actually going to ask the both of you this. You've asked enough of questions. Well, this will be the last one. This okay. is like coming home late at night in high school and the father's sitting in the recliner like, where have you been? Well, he's basically our dad anyway. So. I'm not that old. No, you're not old enough to be our dad. No, he would have had to been 12 when he procreated us. Maybe the crazy uncle and your cousin's side or whatnot. That's another story. All right. So I've got one last style and I'm going to ask the both of you. And it's a style we really haven't had on the show that I can recollect, but I think we probably should. And I'm not sure if it's a beer or whatnot, but we're going to talk uh, barley wine. Mm-hmm. Big on strength. It definitely has bark. And it definitely has bite. So, after all this, tell me what you think a dog would be if it was a barley wine. What if we both say our interpretations of a barley wine, and then 
when we both finish three, two, one, we both say the breed of dog. So it's completely, so we're completely uninfluenced by each other. Sounds good to me. What about you, Mayor? I'm good with it. So my interpretation, my interpretation of a barley one is something so strong, so refined, and so at at times sophisticated that it's it's just like it has this just this has this like mental image to barley has this mental image of me of something powerful. <laughs> I'm not laughing at you, I'm laughing at myself. <laughs> that I agree with it because that do y'all know where barley wine originated? I have no idea. So it originated, the name originated in England. Um, it's because the fact that even though they were made from barley, they approached the alcohol levels, like the high alcohol levels, as wine. Mm-hmm. So I, I agree with, with uh, Chase a lot about that. I'm, I dabble in barley wines, you know, eight states done a couple uh, beers that are aged in wine barrels, stuff like that. So I like a barley wine beer, but that's not my style. Apparently it's not Jack's either. Or his no, let me mute my microphone so he's not bothering anybody. Well, make sure you unmute before our countdown. <laughs> Yeah, I've had two barley wines. Uh, one is the uh, Sierra Nevada Bigfoot, which to me was kind of harsh. And then the other one I've had is over in Spartanburg at Cyclops. They make one called Grandpa's Crowbar, which is very refined and very smooth and very dangerous, which I like a lot. Very refined and very dangerous. Sounds like you, Wayno. Thanks, I guess. (laughs) I've got my breed in mind. If Steven's got his, I'll take, we'll we'll take your countdown. All right, let me, let me unmute. Let me unmute real quick. (laughs) We're, uh, will we go on one? Do we shout out on one or after one? Wayne, you want me to count down? Yeah. But you guys say, do we do it after one or when you say one? I'm going to give you a three, two, one countdown. And after I say one, you both say, it, okay? Okay. Agree on that? All right. In three, two, one. Rottweiler. <laughs> All right. I heard Rottweiler and. What? Mastiff. Mastiff. I could see both styles, to be honest with you. But I would think more Rottweiler than Mastiff. I think you guys are trying to play into our the guest we just interviewed a little too much. No. No, not necessarily. Um, Rottweilers, to me, are more aggressive. I mean... 
I had a uh, ex that her mom had Rottweilers, and as a puppy, they would chew like the uh, dining room table and stuff like that. Um, bull mastiffs are massive and huge, but exactly to me, they're they're big dogs, but to me, they're not really known as being a real powerful dog. I could be wrong, but. I like uh, both answers. That's actually very interesting. Like I said, some of these answers I saw coming and some of them I didn't see at all. Although I am kind of disappointed that no one said any of styles was like a chihuahua. But then again, chihuahuas, I'm not sure if they're actually a dog or just little demon rats. Not quite <laughs> sure about that. Well, okay. Well, I guess, well, I guess you, you flipped that. You flipped the hat on its end on that one. If we think of a chihuahua, hmm. I would say Goza. Because I hate chihuahuas and I hate Gozas. <laughs> well, that's not a very nice comparison to make. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Goza is a good maybe, one. Maybe I said I had the right Goza, but I've definitely not met the right chihuahua. <laughs> Chihuahua. Something that's ah. I might struggle to come up with one better than Goza. Because a Goza is so unique and so different. And what's more unique and different than the Chihuahua? Not much. <laughs> Although I didn't write this in, in this segment or whatnot, but what do you guys think of like um, like an English, uh, was it their, uh, their extra bitters and like a boxer dog? Mm. No. A boxer or maybe a bulldog, a pug? Okay. That's like a bitter is I've seen pugs. My old neighbor had a pug, has a pug, and uh they're very they're very excitable, very protective mm-hmm. dogs. And when you think of an ESB, it's a beer that's I guess a little protective going into your palate because it kind of strikes you a little bit. Gives you that, gives you that bitter, gives you that malty. Kind of make, make makes you uh, makes you question how fast you want to chug that one down. I guess pugs and boxers a little bit alike because you described uh, <laughs> my wife's dog to a T. <laughs> <laughs> He's a boxer. Oh, I thought of another one for Chihuahua besides the Goza. Hit me with it, pumpkin. Pump. No, maybe not. Okay, see you another day. <laughs> well, no. the reason the reason I hesitate is because I actually like pumpkin beers and I don't like chihuahuas. So. <laughs> well, no, but that's what? the thing. That's what makes it a good comparison because pumpkin beers can either be something you love or something you drain pour immediately. You know, I did have a pumpkin beer earlier today that uh, I, I could see being a chihuahua. 
<laughs> but I didn't drain for it. I actually, actually rather enjoyed it. Um, the atomic pumpkin from new, new Belgium. Well, Wayne, maybe chihuahuas are just an acquired taste for you and you should give them another shot. Open your heart. Hmm. You get a better shot of me like and go as this one. <laughs> hey, I'll take that as an opening. And I don't really like ghosts either, but I'll take that as an opening. <laughs> All right, Mary, you got anything to add to this? No, I'm just enjoying my coastal dreams from New Holland. What's your chihuahua beer? I don't know. I, I would, you know, I would really say I would go with a barrel aged stout. <laughs> well, then. That is I, I, I saw you coming. <laughs> because a lot of barrel aged stouts, the beers do not have high ABV, so they're not very strong. What? What? Barely stopped. No, no. Hold on a minute. Listen to me. Listen to me real quick. When a beer is put in the barrels, I should say that it's not very strong. So a Chihuahua by itself is not very strong, but when it's get it gets this like mentality and kind of like sucks up the atmosphere around it. He bolts up and he's ready to fight. He's he's big. He's vicious. So <laughs> I love your interpretation. So when when you put a beer into a bourbon barrel or rum barrel, it soaks up the energy, the ABV from the barrel. You, you get what I'm trying to go with this? I'm, I'm, I'm picking up what you're putting down. It, it soaks up the energy and the the alcohol, and then it gets stronger. So it's a stronger beer. Wade's laughing at me, but it's a stronger beer. Yep. So that that's that's what I'm gonna go with. That's my final answer, Wayne. I actually kind of like that because you know sometimes I tend to feel a little stronger. I have a little bit of alcohol in me too. So liquid courage. All right. Well, I think we've run our course with this one here. So I want to give a special thanks to Roddy's Beer Garden with South Carolina and also to Mr. Chris Hitchcock with the cool tunes for our breaks and our theme song. Seems like to me these episodes are getting better and better. So I wonder who will be the next guest on our show. There's only one way to find out. And that's to check back and listen. For Chase, Stephen, and myself, we say thank you for listening to the Upstate Beer Boys podcast. And take it away, Chris. We're just boys, and we like beer. We're just boys, we're just boys and we like beer, we like beer. If you think that that sounds hazy, then Lord, we'll make it clear. We like Blondales, IPAs, Cider Stouts from the USA, which is boys. We like beer, yeah, we're just boys, we like beer, we like beer. We like beer.